0: We got a real simple plan: one me and one mission. Georgia has won the national championship. Touchdown! You're a fan. You might think this is sports heaven. This might be college football heaven.
1: This is ESPN's
0: College Game Day podcast. Now, alongside Pete Thamel, is Reese Davis. Hi, I'm Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day.
1: Hi, I'm Pete Thamel, college football reporter for ESPN.
0: And like running down the hill at Clemson or running through the tee into the checkerboard at Tennessee, we are about to launch a great tradition in college football, the College Game Day podcast. Three times a week during the season, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we are going to be your go-to podcast source for college football.
1: We're going to give you news, insights, predictions, picks. We are going to dive into the general chicanery that makes college football great, the the hatred, the rivalries, the pettiness, all of the things that make college sport the most unique, quintessential American institution.
0: And put very simply, Pete, here's what people can expect in the podcast. They're going to listen and they're going to be able to validate why we do in fact hate their team and why we also love their arch rival more than anything else on earth they will be they'll be able to validate those feelings for sure each and every week as we as we navigate our way through the greatest regular season in all of sports and I, I know we're going to talk playoff and all of that stuff the one thing that i worry about is ruining what's great or not ruining diminishing what's great and that is the drama the winner take all moments that you get at random points during a college football season
1: And we're lucky, Reese, to have a front row seat to, you know, the greatest games each and every week in college football. And we're going to be able to take the listeners a little bit behind the scenes. What's it like to be in Ryan Day's office two days before they play Notre Dame in the opener? What's it like to be sitting with Nick Saban as he prepares to play an SEC West game with huge stakes? Uh, We're also in the middle of the passion, which I think is the greatest part about college football. Sometimes it's a rational passion. But we sit in that cauldron, and we can give people a little bit of a, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain into uh, into that world.
0: You know, because both of us have been around the block a little bit with this. We have access to the people you want to hear from in college football. So David Pollack will be joining us. Desmond Howard will be with us from time to time. Uh, We'll even try to hear from Kirk Herbstreit, who's going to be a rather busy fellow during this football season. But Kirk's going to join us, uh, among many others. You've got an unbelievable contact list on your phone, and, and I might be able to get through to a person or two from time to time, at least among those who haven't blocked my number.
1: I think most important, Reese, we need to tell the listeners about how we're going to pick games each and every Friday or or at the end of the week. Uh, Our friend Bill Connolly, who is a numbers expert for uh, ESPN, does a great job of the SP Plus and really looks at the game through a much different light than both you and I look at it. So we're going to pick games. We're going to compete with Bill, and the listeners are going to get insight from an alleged insider, me, one of the voices of the game, you, who looks at everything from 30,000 foot. And then we obviously have Bill who can dive in numerically and give people a different fresh perspective. And uh, we're going to compete for what, Reese?
0: I think because I'm I'm not really much of a drinker. And I don't know that it would be appropriate necessarily for us to bet just flat money. I don't know if that's exciting to people. But I do, I do believe. I do believe that our society would be better. Human race would be better if more people ate copious amounts of red meat, not cooked beyond medium rare. So how about, how about giant steaks?
1: The biggest you can imagine. I'm already hungry thinking about you buying it for me.
0: (laughs) Well, you'll you'll have to do something you're unfamiliar with and reach into your pants and get the wallet out because you're, you're, you're going, you're going to lose. Uh, I don't know if you are or not. That, you know, that's one of the things. Let me ask, you, how do you pick games? Because I've found that if I go beyond gut instinct, I typically do worse. First reaction, I you I mean, you're not always right, but generally I do better first reaction. The more I start saying, Well, you know what, that left tackle's not going to be able to handle this pass rush, I overthink it and mess myself up. You?
1: So I agree completely. Uh, what I tend to do is make calls, listen, listen, listen. And then on my prior podcast and a prior life, uh, last year in the regular season, I hit 60% of games and I probably didn't research more than three minutes every week. Like if I researched it, it was because for the pod, I had to talk a little bit about like the the rationale behind the picks. So I would like be like, all right, what's the backup running back's name who's going to play and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I do mm-hmm. think like there is a lot of validity to looking at something, having a hunch, trusting your instincts, trusting the you know, the collective vaults of just sort of institutional knowledge we have. Now that said, nobody even knows who's on what team anymore. Never mind what year yeah, they are. Seriously. Of, I mean, it's it, so, and, and that, I mean, a, a sport sort of rooted in chaos. And one of the great things about it is how completely unpredictable it is, is now somehow more unpredictable.
0: This entire sport for which I've loved my entire life is built on opinion. National champions used to be decided Basically on opinion, and you know because of that, I think the the gut instinct works better than anything else in picking games. Although everybody's got a formula, Connolly's going to come in here and tell us how SP Plus has been uh, absolutely correct sixty eight point four percent of the time with the EPA difference of you know uh, that's expected points added. For those of you who don't uh, follow the math that closely, when the it, EPA difference is two point three or more. I'm seventy eight percent, you know, or something. So, uh, but yeah, I can't. I can't do it that way. I go. I I go rhythm and flow a lot of times. Like I'm already looking ahead. And though I think Alabama is much much better than Tennessee, even though I think Tennessee's improved, and I ranked them in my AP preseason top twenty five poll. It's a dangerous spot. It comes right after the, the big stakes game against Texas A.M., and then you go on the road to Tennessee. So I look, I look at stuff like that a lot of times, too, when I'm picking games.
1: In college, one of the things that makes it great are the schemes are so different that you can look so dominant against one team because you play a certain way and they play a certain way. And then the next week, you can just, it can just be a, a complete just bull of dog food because it's just nothing, nothing, nothing tends to correlate from week to week. This is my favorite time of year, Reese, because – We've spent eight months making predictions and projections that almost become concrete. We are to believe Tennessee is going to be great this year because we've been talking about it for eight months and they have X, Y returning starters. There are all these things that we have just come to accept that NC State is a top 15 team. And then week one is just going to lay bare so many of those predictions as just complete foolishness that we just talked ourselves into for eight months.
0: I'm going to make a couple of pledges to you right now. To you, the listener, not necessarily to you, Pete. I don't I don't feel like making pledges to you just yet. We've got to develop in our friendship a little farther <laughs> along in that. But yeah. I will pledge to you that I will not, as I evaluate these teams and rank these teams, I will not try to validate my predictions. I will try to reflect what I – I won't try. I will. I will not validate my predictions. I will reflect what I see. And I also pledge to you that once that championship trophy is raised in Los Angeles, we're not turning out the lights here. We're going to be here throughout the offseason, lean into hoops. Pete's going to tell you who's about to get fired, who's on the hot seat, whose pants are warm. We'll see if uh, the coldest Crawford can actually use that. Uh, air conditioning, NIL money to cool off the trunks of Scott Frost. By that time, we'll be doing hoops as we lean into March. So I urge you to follow the College Game Day podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.